You're listening to the Think Unbroken podcast, and I'm your host, Michael Unbroken. I'm an author, speaker, coach, and advocate for adult survivors of childhood trauma and abuse. In this podcast, you will learn how to transform your trauma into triumph, turn breakdowns into breakthroughs, and go from victim to being the hero of your own story. You can learn more at thinkunbrokenpodcast.com, and of course, check us out on Apple Podcasts and Spotify at Think Unbroken Podcast. Hey, what's up, my friend? As we get into today's episode, I want to let you know that this is actually a pre-recorded live keynote from last year's Unbroken Conference. We had so many incredible speakers and over 2,500 people who had registered for the event. And as we headed into the end of that event, I thought to myself, I'm really going to have to share this as a part of the podcast for the community at some point. And that some point is now. So you're going to hear over the course of the next few weeks, some of the incredible keynote speakers, including Dr. Gabor Mate, Jamie Bronstein, Dan Mangina, and more. You did not watch Unbroken Conference live. Trust me. You are going to get so much value out of this. You're going to want to grab a pen and a piece of paper because these people are not only incredible healers, but they're amazing educators. And so with that, my friend, let's get into the show. Hey, Unbroken Con. I'm so excited to be chatting with you guys about inner child healing. And I got to say, you guys are in really good hands. Michael, Michael's one of the good ones. You know, I meet a lot of people on my podcast, and he's one of the only people who actually bothered to stay in touch even after his interview. Um, so, you know, Michael is very much the real deal. And I even bought a brand new camera just for this conference. So you guys are really in for a treat. So what I would like to know, first of all, is if you are someone who has been learning a lot from Unbroken Con so far, Please drop a yes in the chat. Like, I really want to know how you guys are feeling about this conference so far. Um, we just met with Lindsay before, who gave us um, a really uh, lots of great tools around um, the nervous system and regulation and so many great speakers. Yes, yes, yes. From Sandra, Derek, Sheila. I love it. So I now want you to drop a hell yes if you want more love, more money and more fulfillment in your life as a result of having done the childhood uh, trauma healing. Drop a hell yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Now, I want to ask one more question. And that is, if you are someone who feels like you want all these things, you want the love, you want the healing, you really want to move on from this, but you kind of get addicted to chaos in your life. Right. So you're the kind of person who stays in toxic relationships a little bit longer than you should. You're the one that gets kind of bored when things actually start turning right for once. And you're the one that goes and creates drama and problems in your life. And you're the one that starts something. And as soon as things, you know, start getting better, right, you find a way to kind of crash and burn. Not anymore from Thea. Yes, from Derek. Hell yes, from Jenna. Yeah. I mean, I really relate to this. And the reason I wanted to talk about this is that these conferences are amazing. You know, I wish that we could run them all year round. But the reality is 
what are you guys going to do right after the conference is over when, you know, the adrenaline runs out, when the magic kind of seems to disappear after a couple of weeks? What are you guys going to do when you wake up on December the 19th and Michael's not here anymore? You know, there isn't this huge line of speakers coming out for you and it's just you and yourself waking up in the morning. How are you guys going to keep that momentum going? And I know that we already talked about the importance of community and mentorship and all of those things that are really important. But there's something else that we haven't really talked about yet at the conference. And for me, this was the missing piece in my healing journey. I'll tell you who I am in just a second, but I'm going to be really straight up with you guys. I've done everything. I've done the ayahuasca. I went backpacking in Peru by myself and I did ayahuasca for a, a month straight. I've done these yoga retreats. I've gone to, you know, CBT therapy. I've done all sorts of things and they all helped me get better for a little while until I fell back into this pattern of chaos until I discovered something called inner child healing. Now, if anyone here is familiar with inner child healing, let me know in the comments. I kind of want to see you know, where you guys are at. But inner child healing is what taught me that I didn't have to rely on this, you know, external rah-rah, this kind of pushing and hustling and, oh my God, this like push energy to kind of get me through the day. That stuff is really great sometimes, but that's not going to give you the consistency and the stability and the peace that comes from the actual day-to-day of doing this work. When the people are gone, when the conferences are over, when it's just you waking up to yourself in the morning, what are you going to do then? Right? I'm going to tell you guys about how we're going to use some of these tools to use a different kind of energy for those moments. And so my job today is literally to try to convince you guys that gentle is very powerful. And you're going to hear me say that over and over again over the next, I don't know, 30 minutes um, until you really start to understand that you don't always need big pushes of energy to get and force yourself through things, right? But there is a certain power in gentleness. And the way that we do this is through inner child work. Thank you guys for participating in the comments. So are you guys ready to start learning a little bit about healing your inner child? (laughs) Let me know if we're good to go. Yes, yes, yes. I see a bunch of nodding heads. All right, let's go. I'm going to pull up my screen here um, to show you guys what we have in store. If you are someone that wants more love, more money, and more fulfillment in your life, and you want to keep this going, all right? So we're going to talk about three things today. We're going to talk about why healthy sometimes feels kind of boring. Like, I don't know. What do you guys think? Do you ever feel like sometimes healthy people feel kind of boring or healthy routines just they don't give you that kick and that energy that you're used to right especially if we're used to chaos i see jody nodding her head yes we're gonna show you how you guys are actually going to unlock your inner child superpower today all you need is about five to ten minutes i'm going to show you how to do it so that you can take these tools go home and do it on your own And finally, we're going to explain more about why gentle is actually very powerful. Okay, so who is this lady talking to us about her child? What's this, you know, hippie BS? Uh, I promise you guys, 
there's a lot of substance in here as well. But you may not have seen me before, but you might have heard my voice. Um, I host the weekly podcast called the Inner Child Podcast uh, every day, every week. Sorry, not every day, not yet. I share tips on practical ways to help heal your inner child and get out of toxic relationships. So what I actually do, I actually help people find healthy relationships and stay in them by healing their inner child. So that's actually what I do. And the reason I do this is I used to be a love addict. I'm going to be really straight up about this. I was a very, very unhealthy person when it came to relationships. I was addicted to Tinder. I was addicted to just finding anybody, um, basically chasing after anyone who was emotionally unavailable, right? That was sort of the joke between my friends that I was going to always be forever alone. And I really believed it. And it took me a long time to break out of that pattern and develop a secure attachment style. That's my partner right now. We've been together for years. Um, so I, I really know how it feels like to feel hungry for love, right? And to feel like no one's committing to you, that no one wants to be with you, that you don't feel good enough to have someone stick around. I've been through all of that. Okay. But I'm also a real human being. I love coffee. I love binging Netflix. I just finished the new season of um, too hot to handle. So I'm everywhere. <laughs> so to give you guys sort of proof of why I truly believe that gentle is powerful, I'm just going to tell you guys what I do in a day. All right. And I'm going to tell you how much time it actually takes me to do this. So on paper, it looks like I'm a very busy person. Like I'm running this company. <laughs> I have this podcast. I'm writing a book. I started trading in Kung Fu recently, you know, bam, bam. Bruce Lee, watch out. <laughs> I cook dinner Monday to Friday. Uh, I'm an old lady, so I go to bed by 10. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Not that old yet. But I actually only work about three to four hours a day. Okay. Honestly, people don't really believe me, but I'm being completely honest. And it's because I've completely unsubscribed from this idea that we have to hustle and work so hard and, and kill ourselves right? To please other people or to look like we're busy or being productive. I am completely unsubscribed from that, that life completely, right? I grew up with immigrant parents. I saw what that kind of generational trauma did to my family and the people around me. And I'm trying to set an example that it's possible to actually do what you love, but not have to, you know, use all of your time to perform this act, basically, right, is what a lot of us do. And the only way I was able to get there was through gen the gentleness of inner child healing. Okay, so we're going to talk a bit more about how chaos and busyness uh, is so addictive and oftentimes doesn't actually bring us results, right? So this is one of my favorite quotes in the world, and it's actually one of the first ones I saw about inner child healing. I read this quote that we are all just wounded kids walking around in adult bodies. And the first time I ever saw this, it, it just struck such a chord in me because I knew it was true. And the reality is, you know, you are still the you that you were when you were born, right? You know, when we are triggered by things, we actually emotionally revert to being that little kid again. 
right? And so, I mean, you know people in your life that when they get mad or when they're upset, they start acting like a toddler, right? And that's not a coincidence because when we have things from our childhood that are sort of stuck, you know, we haven't quite resolved them, we carry them into our adult lives. Trauma is going to keep you addicted to this external need for chaos and hustling, but inner child healing will bring you home and it will help you create this internal feeling of consistency. Okay. So if you guys are following, let me know. I would love to know. So what I want to talk about first is why healthy can feel so boring. Why do you guys think that healthy things can feel kind of boring and a bit of a turnoff for us? I'm kind of curious to know what you guys are thinking, right? Why is it that as soon as we get something good, we start to see some momentum, right? We, we almost get scared of it and we kind of pull away. Exactly. Tessa, it's new, right? There, yeah, no adrenaline rush, new experience. Exactly. You guys are right on the money here. So there's a lot of reasons, but one that is very common is really just because it's unfamiliar and it's scary. So I grew up with a very angry father. He was very explosive and kind of unpredictable with his behavior, right? And so what I kind of learned growing up was that every time right before he was about to go into a rage, he would get really, really quiet. So I became terrified of the silence because every time something was calm for once, it meant that something bad was about to happen. And I had no idea how long it was going to last. Might have been one day or two days, right? Exactly. You got it, guys. It's unfamiliar and it's scary. And honestly, it's not much deeper than that. Okay. Like I know sometimes we try to rationalize these things by thinking of all these reasons. But the brain likes consistency and familiarity. And sometimes inconsistency is actually what's consistent for us. All right. So if you're finding that healthy things become boring, it's really just because you're not used to it. Okay. Yes, you guys got it. Now, there is one more thing that I want to bring up that maybe you hadn't quite thought of before. There is another reason. And it's that your inner child will actually try to resolve old traumas in new situations, okay? And I can almost guarantee whatever it is that you're going through right now, whether it's the same issue coming up at work, the same issue coming up in relationships, it's an old pattern that's showing up in a brand new package or person or situation, okay? So hold on to that thought for a second. I'm going to share with you guys something kind of embarrassing, but I really wanted to do this just just to drive drive the idea home. I told you guys I was a love addict and I actually took the time to go back to some old messages, right? Of things that people used to say to me, of reasons why they couldn't commit to me. Okay. Now on the surface, everyone thought I was just some girl who just couldn't help herself from running back to the. Okay. That that's what everyone saw on the surface. And that's what I really believed about myself. I thought it was so. Like, why do I keep going back to these same guys who treat me like crap, right? These narcissistic, emotionally unavailable guys. That's just on the surface, right? But what do you think was actually happening to me on an inner child level? Right? What, what was actually happening underneath? 
Th this was no coincidence. You guys know my history now, right? What was actually happening was my little girl was looking for daddy's love. And all of these guys, right? She was this little six-year-old girl, right? Who felt so rejected by her dad, right? Was never good enough. And she was, every time she saw someone that kind of reminded her of him, she would say to herself, if I can make this choose me, if I can, you know, make myself this perfect girlfriend and mold myself to a version that he wanted, and if he chose me, maybe it means that I was good enough for my dad, right? Or maybe it would mean that my dad could have picked me, that there's, there was some way that I could have gotten his love. Now, I'm actually feeling really emotional reading these text messages because I, I haven't seen these uh, in years, but it still hurts, right? It's, uh, and this is what we go through in our own situations, all right? Whatever it is that you are dealing with right now, what is the inner kid inside you actually trying to resolve in that situation? Hey, Unbroken Nation, we'll be right back to the show, but I wanted to let you know that you can grab a copy of my first book, Think Unbroken, Understanding and Overcoming Childhood Trauma for free. If you go to book.thinkunbroken.com, you can download the PDF ebook version of the book and get everything that I know about the baseline of healing trauma for free downloaded to your email right now. Just go to book.thinkunbroken.com to download your copy of Think Unbroken, Understanding and Overcoming Childhood Trauma for a PDF for your phone. Again, that is book.thinkunbroken.com. Okay. Thank you, Don. Thank you, Jennifer. To be honest, mostly I deleted these messages and blocked them, but there was a couple that, that stuck around and I'm glad I kept them. So here's the, the little piece of homework for you guys. If it feels familiar, right? In other words, if you kind of feel like I felt this way before at another time of my life, that it means that this is an old wound that hasn't been resolved yet. And whatever solution that you're trying to come up with externally actually has to come from yourself internally. And I'm going to show you how to do it right now. Okay. If it feels like an old feeling in a new package, it means that this is an old wound that you haven't resolved yet. Thank you so much, my loves. So here's how we're going to do this. And before I get started, I'm, I'm going to switch to an exercise. Look, every time I talk about the inner child, there's a couple of people that kind of roll their eyes. They're like, you know, what's this like hippie hoo-ha stuff, right? And I, I don't blame them because I I used to think the same way. Like, it, it's such a bizarre, It's isn't it such a bizarre idea? Like, the, the idea of this inner child. And it's not a real child, okay? I mean, who here actually knows what the inner child is? I'm curious to hear what you guys think. Right. And what I want to say to you is just because something isn't real doesn't mean it's not helpful. And it took me a really long time to figure this out. Right. So my definition of the inner child is this is your true essence. All right. Now it doesn't matter what your beliefs are, but we all came into this world, you know, as who we were with a certain essence. And believe it or not, no matter how early your trauma started, there was a version of you that existed before the traumas, before the social conditionings, before the family 
that you were involuntarily born into, before the rules, before the schooling, before all of that. All right. There was a version of you that existed. And even if you are someone that didn't get the chance to experience any amount of a childhood, there are moments, even now, I guarantee it, there are times in your life when you're with your best friends or when you're just feeling really good or maybe you had a glass of wine that you just kind of let loose and you let that inner kid out, right? We all know what that feels like, like that moment when you're singing your favorite song, when you're feeling, you know, like kind of mischievous, when you're feeling really creative, when you're feeling curious about things, when you feel in awe, like the first time that you've seen snowfall, the first time that you saw a dragonfly, the magic, right? Like there's, there's magic in that. And, you know, if there's anything you want to take, even if you don't believe in this inner child stuff, that little kid is still there inside you. You don't just magically stop being a kid one day and then, you know, jump into an adult body. You remember what it was like being a kid. You remember exactly how you felt when those things happened to you. You're just an old child, all of us here, all right? And, you know, we pretend to be grown-ups and, and whatever. It, it doesn't matter, okay? Because that is the real you. So I'm going to close this for one second and walk you guys through how I help people discover their inner child, okay? You guys with me on this? Are you willing? Just take a step inside that. I see you, Dawn. I see you. Okay. I just want you to meet yourself, okay? And forget about the landlord you need to text. Forget about, you know, whatever email you just, just stop all of that for a second, okay? And just sit with yourself right now. And all you're going to do is picture in your head what you looked like when you were a child. Just want you to picture five-year-old Jay five-year-old Sheila, five-year-old Crystal, five-year-old Ruth. Okay, just picture what they looked like, their little hair looked like, you know, the color of their eyes, what shirt they're wearing. You guys got it? Hold that image in your head. and I actually want you to get down on one knee so that you can look that child in the eye as if they were right in front of you. Okay. And then I want you to just tell me what you see. You can type this in the chat. When you see five-year-old Sandra, five-year-old Mara, five-year-old Thad, five-year-old Jenna, what do you actually see in front of you? Jay says, joy. Yes. Hope. You see hope. I see a naughty little girl sometimes. <laughs> she likes to pull pranks on people. Right? They're not always perfect little angels, but there's so much more than that. Innocent kid looking to have some fun. Yes, Tessa, excitement. Jody, happy to see me again. Yes. Hold on to that for a second. Okay. Happy smiling. Yes. That's your inner kid. And the fact that you can even bring that image to mind means that there's still hope. Okay. 
I'm going to show you guys something right now. We're going to go back to this. Yes. Gentle dreamer with a big smile. I love these answers, guys. I'm going to show you something. Wait, hold on. I got to show you this. So here's the good news, right? Those dreams are still alive. So these are some pictures of some things I went through recently, right? I decided I wanted to join a rock band. So I joined a rock band and I went touring with them for two, two years. Um, I wanted to go to Comic-Con with my partner. We went to Comic-Con. I wanted to ride a horse. We went and ride, rode a horse. You know, everything little Gloria desires, she gets. This is why I can create a schedule where I work three to four hours a, a day, right? Because I really prioritize putting myself first in this way. And you're never too old for this, right? It's not unprofessional. It makes me a better coach, right? Because I can show up to my clients from a place of overflow, being nourished, and setting that example that I, I really do practice what I preach. Okay, so doesn't matter how old you are, whether you're in your 30s or your 60s or your 80s, whatever childhood dreams you had that you saw just now in that exercise is still alive. And it is your absolute duty to go and fulfill it. Okay, little Crystal deserves to do what she wants. Little Jody deserves to get what she wants. It's your responsibility because if, if you don't, who's going to do it? All this time you thought someone else was going to come and complete you? Like you actually thought someone else was going to be the person to come rescue you and fill up this hole? No, my loves. That little person inside you is waiting for you. They've been waiting for you this whole time. All right. That's the message I want to leave with you guys, if, if nothing else. You know, you have to show up for you because there's no other choice, right? You are stuck with you till the day that you die. And at the end of the day, you're coming home to yourself. Okay. And this is what I mean by gentle is so powerful. Dawn, I'm so glad to see this and happy birthday. I'm so glad to hear, uh, see that you're here. All right. So my message here really is that gentle is powerful. So let me explain why gentle does not mean um, not having a backbone, right? Because everything that you are doing is you, you are doing it to your inner child. So let me, let me put this this way. If someone comes up to you, right? And, and smacks you across the hand, just like that. It's going to sting, right? It's, you know, you're like, ouch, you know, why did you do that? Well, what happens when you do it to yourself? Like, seriously, do it right now. Like, just smack yourself across it. You know, does that, does that hurt any less just because it's coming from you? Oh, it hurts, right? Just because you do things to yourself doesn't mean it hurts any less than if someone else is doing it to you. And that is why the way that you talk to yourself is so important. Okay. If you don't think it's important, it means that you're so used to hurting yourself that you don't even feel how painful it is anymore. Okay. It's like that friend that refuses to go to the doctor, even though their teeth are like falling out and their hair is falling out. Right. And, and they're so in it that they don't even see how sick they are. Right. If you're not speaking to yourself kindly, you don't realize, you have no idea how much that's actually affecting you. Okay. So gentle is powerful. I'm going to give you guys an example. Right. If, if you, someone is walking all over you, right. And you're speaking to a child, your inner child. What do you think is going to happen if you go up to that 
little five-year-old kid and say, wow, man, like you suck. Like, what are you doing? Like you're letting this person walk all over you. Like, why are you so weak? Like, you know, like, why, why are you letting them do this? Like, like, are you like, get back out there, you know, like give them a piece. Like, how does that feel for you guys? Like that doesn't feel good for me at all. Right. You know, when we are hard on ourselves, sometimes it gives us that push in the moment, but it doesn't result in lasting change. So I want to try something else for size. What if you actually sat down with your inner kid and you said to them, Hey, Crystal, Hey, Jody, I know how hard it is when this person keeps talking over you, right? And I know how hard it is to feel like they keep walking all over you and you're really sad about this and it's really hard, but I know that you can do hard things. And I know that it's important for you to go out there and set that boundary because at the end of the day, you have me. So let's get back out there together and go make some hard things happen. How does that feel precise? (laughs) Gentle is powerful. Gentle doesn't mean that you let people walk all over you, right? But it means that you meet yourself with compassion while also letting yourself know that you got this. You know, you can do hard things and you are going to be there with yourself until the very end. Okay, so that's what I mean by gentle is powerful. Oh, hold on. I feel the answer. So, you know, if this is new for you guys and who here after hearing this feels like they really want to get connected with their inner child now, <laughs> that they're ready to repair that relationship. Yes. Okay. But listen, if you have ignored someone for so long and you've wronged them, what's the first thing that you have to do to actually start repairing that relationship? What was that? I heard someone mouth some words. (laughs) What's the first thing you got to do? Yes. Build trust. Apologize. Exactly. You guys saw my slides. That's right. You can't just waltz right in there, right? And pick things off as as if nothing ever happened. Okay. So I'm going to get all of you to do this right now. The first thing you actually have to do is just apologize to little you. And it can be so simple. And I've given you an example right here. All you have to say is, I am so sorry that I abandoned you for so long and I'm just realizing it now. I'm not perfect, but I'm committing to putting you first from now on. Okay, that's all you got to say. And you will find that your inner child will be pretty forgiving. Sometimes they take a bit of time to warm up to you right? But as long as you are the person taking charge, you're being the adult to yourself that maybe you didn't get. And oftentimes that's all they need to hear. Okay. One more thing I'm going to leave with you guys. And I want to see some of those apologies. (laughs) Okay. Is that when you leave the conference today, you're officially a single parent now. You are the single parent to your own. Yes, Jody, you are the single parent to your own inner kid. All right. You have just seen them in front of you, so you can't ignore them anymore. All right. And think about what kind of a parent do you want to be for yourself? What kind of a relationship do you want to build with little you? And it's so simple that it's almost frustrating how simple it is. 
all you have to do is ask, right? I know that you guys know this. And sometimes we think about asking things. We think about feeling our feelings, but we don't actually do it, right? So I want us all to do this right now. Remember that image that we pulled to mind, right? You see little you in front of you, five-year-old, four-year-old little you. Connect with that person again and literally just ask them, what do you need from me right now? That's it. That's all you got to do. Right? What do you need from me? And hold the space. And you just see what comes up. Okay, so let me know in the chats what your inner child is bringing to you today. Maybe you actually just need a bit of sleep. Maybe you're tired, right? You need a, a couple extra hours of sleep. Paul says love. Exactly. Right? Maybe that inner kid just needs a bit of that hug. You know, you can kind of wrap up and hug yourself. Maybe you need a glass of water. Maybe you have to say no to something that you've been saying yes to for far too long. Jenna says to play. Marianne says kindness. Brian says, hug me and tell me you love me. Oh my gosh, guys, this is beautiful. All right. You see how simple this is? This is all you really have to do. Okay. Is just ask and then listen. So, my loves, <laughs> that is the end of my talk. Thank you so much for today. Right. And just to recap, you know, your inner child tries to resolve old traumas and new situations and the inner child is her true essence. And finally, gentle is powerful. <laughs> Thank you so much, guys. Thank you so much for listening to Think Unbroken. Please share this episode with someone who could use it and help us move forward in our mission of ending generational trauma in our lifetime. And if you would, please take five seconds to pop on iTunes or Spotify, hit that five star, leave a review. And you can also reach out to us on social at Michael Unbroken or at Think Unbroken. And of course, you can check out our YouTube channel at Think Unbroken. Thank you for being a part of Unbroken Nation, my friends. And until next time, be unbroken.